Once upon a time, I had a dog. Before I got Juniper, I promised myself that I would always be home by six to feed her and take her for a walk. It wouldn't have been fair to the dog if Master did little more than feed her at odd times and then run off to do other things. Juniper's job, as she seemed to see it, was to wait for me to come home at six so that she could take me for a walk. And she was very, very good at her job. More than that, she always had an eye open for me, not just as six o'clock rolled around. If I had a half day at school and came home early, I might catch her dozing, but she would always be ready to go in a moment. Occasionally I had a track meet and wouldn't be able to get home until nine, but I would be met by great excitement and capers of delight. Evening, midnight, cock crow, or morning, Juniper was always alert for the appearance of Master, ready to go wherever I might lead. It seems to me that this is the character of the vigilance our Lord exhorts us to in today's Gospel, as he says, Be watchful, be alert. It is not the wariness of a burglar who watches for the return of the master of the house with dread, ready to flee the scene of his crime. It is the eager vigilance we experience when we have holiday guests coming for a visit, as we prepare the house for their arrival and plan the menu, as we wonder if they will be held up by traffic or the weather. It is the vigilance of a young boy awaiting his dad's arrival home from work because they are going to go play catch at the park. It is the butterflies-in-the-stomach vigilance of a young lady waiting for that special young man to come pick her up for their first date. In all these, the vigilance exercised is one of eager anticipation that looks forward to communion. As we begin our Advent journey, it is worth calling to mind that this season is not merely a commemoration of the historical coming of Jesus in the flesh, nor is it encompassed by our Lord's coming in glory at the end of time. As St. Bernard of Clairvaux teaches, there is a third aspect to Advent, one that lies between the historical and the eschatological. It is a quiet, hidden coming to each of us individually, a coming that can happen at any moment and in any circumstance. In last week's Gospel, our Lord identified care for one of our least brothers with care for him, so that St. Benedict can say that we meet Christ in the sick, in guests, and in the abbot. These are all advents of the Lord. But in fact, every moment is capable of being a moment of encounter with the Lord who saves us, even if most of the time we fail to see him. We are not alone in this blindness. St. Mark places Jesus' exhortation to vigilance just before the Passion narrative. In the times he lists, correspond to the Last Supper in the evening, Jesus' agony and arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane at midnight, St. Peter's denial at cockcrow, and Pilate's presenting of Jesus to the Jews as their king in the morning, to which they respond by demanding his crucifixion. The master had returned to his house, and no one recognized him except the Roman centurion at the cross. How can we become better able to recognize our Lord in these small quotidian advents of our everyday life and thereby prepare ourselves for his great, final eschatological return? Simply put, how can we keep watch as our Lord commands? This spiritual vision we are seeking is formed by a thesis, 
such as the traditional spiritual disciplines of vigils, fasting, prayer, meditation on scripture, and almsgiving. The purpose of these disciplines is not to punish ourselves, but to foster virtue so that we may acquire an eye that sees through the material surface of things and events to the spiritual reality hiding within. St. Benedict places great value on the memorization of scripture. He expects his monks to be able to chant the office from memory, for example. St. Bernard says that this intermediate advent is to those who keep the Lord's words in their hearts. What if each of us made a point during this season of watchful waiting to memorize one psalm? Today's liturgy might suggest Psalms 24 and 84 as having something to teach us. What might we discover as we inscribe those words in our hearts as a plea for clearer spiritual vision and as a grateful response to past graces? And how might it deepen our experience of the Eucharist, the greatest and clearest of these little advents, as our Lord comes to us as our daily bread? Let us set our hearts to watching, so that like the angels at Christmas, we may greet our Lord's appearing with joyful song.